Hi, this is Tony at Cover Magazine. I'm speaking to Dion Reda from uh, Lombard Insurance. He's the regional manager of Teng region for uh, commercial. Dion, thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for having me. Great stuff. Dion, we're talking about an in interesting uh, um, part of our industry that is not always much talked about, and that is co-insurance. And co-insurance, it comes in various forms and applications, et cetera, um, depending on the situation of the client and so on. Maybe you can just give us an overview as to how this applies in the industry relationships, you know, client, insurer, yeah. reinsurer, et cetera. So, Tony, as you know, we, we deal exclusively through brokers. Our, our distribution is done exclusively through brokers. Um, and brokers often approach us on a risk um, where we, for example, can only apply a certain amount of capacity to, to this risk um, due to our uh, reinsurance constraints on certain risks. Um, example, they, they might need, let's call it 200 million rands with capacity on a risk. We can only give 100 million. Uh, we then ask the broker to go out to the market. And and ask and get get co-insurance um, on it. In other words, we can either give a a, a, a lead line uh, of X amount, X percentage, and they have to then fill up the slip with with um, with other insurers, either one insurer or multiple insurers, to to make sure that they reach the 100% of the slip being filled. Um, the the, the um, other side of the story also comes where where brokers will approach us and say they've got 60, 70, 80% uh on a on a risk and they want us to to help fill up the slip um in other words a follow line on, on that slip um so um, that's the two two ways we we often come across co-insurance in the market i think the reason for the co-insurance um is very much reinsurers cutting back on capacity with most of the insurers uh we, we find that all insurers are struggling to offer the same capacity uh, on on certain risks that they were previously and it's not just the not just the high um, um, high risk type of risks. It's it's low and medium risks as well. Previously, they were able to do more than full more than 100% of, of the risk, um, and they just just cannot do that anymore. Uh, the the reinsurance and the capacity in the market is just not there for them to do that. Um, and more and more, we are being asked, and we are asking the market for assistance on 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 risks. Mm. So, so based on that, what is the relationship then there with um, self-insurance? We so uh, normally, normally, and, and as little as possible, there should be self-insurance, in my opinion. Um, self-insurance does happen, and that's when a slip can't be filled 100%, or when a client insists on uh, taking a self-insurance portion. That's normally a portion of a of an alternative risk transfer type of policy where they are happy to self-insure up to a certain level and then they want the insurers to, to kick in after that. Um, and as I said, the other other way that happens is when in a, a broker can't fill the slip 100% and they might be 10 or 15% still outstanding that, that no one can take and the, the, the insured would then have to self-insure that portion themselves. Okay. And um, if, if you look at the, the current environment, uh, are there any specific drivers behind an increase in uh, co-insurance? Yeah, as, as I said, say, the capacity? Yeah, it's, it's mainly uh, the, the biggest driver is, is lack of capacity. Um, and, and as I said, most of the insurers 
have been cut back by their reinsurers um, in terms of how much capacity they can they can allocate to certain risks, um, and that is ninety percent of the drivers in in the market uh, resulting in coinsurance mm, mm. or the no, need for coinsurance. Yeah. So, what would be the reason why the reinsurers asked to cut back? Um, they, you know, they they're getting hit by big losses, um, and they don't want um the the insurance companies to, to carry so much um or to allocate so much capacity to 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 risks um so they're trying to they're trying to curtail their losses as well yeah so uh, what is the fallout for the market from this what is the pro pros and cons here for us and for yeah, the so so there are pros i mean a company like lombard um we we're in a good space to be able to take certain follow lines uh, especially through the big corporate type of brokers where we can you know, give 10, 15, 20% on, on a link. So that, it, it suits us. Um, it means that there's more of this opening up for us to be able to give those those follow lines and, and, and thereby increase our, our written premium without taking too much of a sizable risk. I suppose the downside is for brokers where they now have to scour the market for, for I mean, we, we get sometimes get asked for 2.5% or a 1% follow line. Um, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it really becomes scraping the barrel, and, and I'm not referring to the insurer like that. It's it really is, you know, they really have to go to sometimes 20 insurers to fill up a, a slip, which um, is not ideal. That means every time there's a claim, you've got to involve 20, 20 insurers on it. Uh, every time there's an endorsement, you've got to you know. It just it just really does increase the workload on the, on the brokers to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there are pros and cons to it. In in, in general, I think it's not a good thing. Um, you know, people would like to take risks 100% of brokers would like to, you know, to broke risks at 100%. It just makes their lives a lot easier. It shows that the economy is strong. It shows that there's there's plenty of capacity and reinsurance available. The fact that um, that they can't do that and that, that insurers cannot offer 100% on these risks is a sign of the times, a sign of the economy and a sign of how reinsurers are, are looking at South Africa at the moment, I suppose. Mm. So do you think that's a bit of a new norm and that brokers need to structure yeah. themselves to be able to do that yeah definitely and i think coming back to your previous question about um a driver i think a secondary driver to this is the, is the cost of facultative cover um you know facultative cover is making it prohibit or the cost of facultative cover is making it prohibit prohibitive to to for for insurers to approach the fact fact market for for cover it's a lot easier and and a lot Cheaper to get coinsurance involved. Uh, the reinsurers are, are being very expensive with fact cover, um, and so uh, it's a lot easier and a lot more um, viable to go to um, coinsurance for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So it's a it's a fascinating development for me, and it's uh, it would be interesting to see how the brokers restructure themselves to be able to take on this extra sort of few. Uh, what could you call a few loops in how you you close the business and yeah. then obviously at claim stage the extra loops of getting the claim paid yeah it's, it's affecting brokers who don't deal with many uh, insurance companies so they might have one or two insurance companies that they deal with um, now suddenly they've got to find capacity and they don't have the relationships with insurers to, to be able to do that so mm. often I'm finding that the insurance company will contact me and saying, can we assist on this on this um, risk rather than the broker contacting me? Because um, they're assisting the brokers to be able to place this cover um, as opposed to the brokers having the network 
and the relationships mm. out there to be able to do that. So it is becoming problematic for them. Okay, yeah. So it's an interesting subject to explore. But thank you mm. very much for your insights into this, uh, Dion. I really appreciate that. No problem at all. Thanks, Danny. Thank you.